on tonight's show, we have BMX bike rider, Brent Moore. And now, for your host, Cool Card. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Kicking It With Cool Card. I am your host, Cool Card. Episode 91, y'all, we're racking it up, almost about to hit 100. Last week, we had on episode 90, we had DeAsia. She is an R&B singer. She is a phenomenal singer. So you make sure you go check her out. Check out the episode. Uh, she has an album out now called Couple of Regrets. And I'm telling you, it's 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 on another level. So make sure you check her out. You can check her out on Instagram as well um, at DeAsia. It's Asia, DeAsia on Instagram. That's A-S-I-A-D-E-A-S-I-A. Make sure you stop by. Show her some love and let her know I told you to come. You know, I told you to go over there and check around and show her some love, all right? Yeah, but listen, episode 91. This week, we have a BMX bike rider on the show. He goes by the name of Brent Moore, hailing from Ohio. I can't wait to get into this interview because I have questions that I want to know, and I'm pretty sure that some of you guys will want to know as well. Um, I don't know if I have any as- aspiring BMX bike riders uh, watching the show, but if so, Please pay attention. If not, and you know somebody, tell them to tune in or hit the replay and they might pick up some gems from this guy because he's doing his thing. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to bring him on in with a little welcome, a nice little warm welcome. I like to do it, you know, the cool way. And uh, we'll we'll dive into his life. Let's get it, y'all. It's BMX. We riding tonight. (laughs) Are you ready? Let's do this. Yes, indeed. Everybody, welcome Brent Moore to the show. Welcome, man. Welcome. Am I on? Are yes, in? you're on. You're in, right. man. You're kicking it with Cool Car right now. I'm excited. <laughs> That's the intro right there. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, man. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you um, coming to kick it with me, spending some time, and just kind of telling us about your life. I know um, I like to bring new just uh, like a new realm to my, to my show. I never had a BMX bike rider on, and who would have thought that I would have one? You know what I mean? So I just try to try to I try to I try to stretch it a little bit and uh, get some new things on here and talk about some new things because I think it's pretty cool. And um, like I was telling you before the show, I learned you taught me something while we were in talks of setting the show up and everything. So I know there's people out there that kind of have this perception about BMX bike riding and they don't know any better. So we're gonna dive into that. But first and foremost. Like I, I do every week on my show, I got to start it off with a prayer. I uh, just want to give him, you know, give praise or whatever. So we're going to do that real quick and then we'll dive right in. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time, for this moment. 
Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for uh, a great conversation that I'm sure we're going to have tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for Brant's willingness to come on here and just spread his knowledge. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and, and his journey and tell us about his journey, Lord. We thank you for just allowing us to wake up this morning. We just give you all the glory, all the love, all the praise. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, guide us in your name we pray. Amen. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> having me on here. Oh, no doubt, man. I, I I had to have you, man. Like, I was checking out your videos and everything, and like I said, hit you up. You said, hey, I'll yeah, do honestly, it. honestly, I know this is your show, but I got to ask real quick before Go we ahead. Go ahead. How did you find me to be on here? Man, listen, I had an interest in BMX bike riding, and I was on Instagram, and I was just looking, 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 and I saw your videos, and it, they stood out to me, and I was like, let me hit them up. That's sweet. Yeah, let me hit cool. them you said yes and i was like cool so here we are <laughs> yeah so but i'm telling you like tonight is going to be enlightening for me not only me i'm sure some other people who are watching or who may tune in later on but i want to know some things about bmx bike riding because like i said i was ignorant to the fact that what you do is not the same as bmx racing so right. so if you can expound on that and what the difference is and just kind of enlighten that you know enlighten us on that yeah, I mean, it's all BMX, but uh, racing, freestyle, there's like different like areas of BMX. You have the bigger segmented things of racing and freestyle where there's two different things. Racing, okay. naturally being on a BMX racetrack, like what you saw in the Olympics as far as people racing each other. There's however many people at the same time on the course trying, one of them's trying to win. But then freestyle, it was also in the Olympics, but it's more of you have this course, which is skate park. There's also street courses, which is more like what you'd find like in a city, okay. handrails, downstairs, ledges, things of that nature. And you're just doing whatever you feel like doing at the time, like on the course. Usually people will plan their runs and those people are trying to do the best run doing what they feel like doing different tricks or whatever Okay. to like compete against each other in the competition side of things. It's kind of crazy how, when you segment it down, how crazy it actually gets. Cause there's, there's competing and there's video part side of things where there's pros who they just make video parts. They, their life as a BMX pro is to go out and film themselves or be filmed doing different tricks. And then they make videos out of it. Then you've got, people who do stunt shows where they'll go to like a school and they'll have like a, a anti-bullying or anti-drug message mm. during in the, mixed with their show where or they just ride but they'll do like different tricks on different like ramps that get stowed in a trailer that all these guys set up at like an elementary school or wherever or fair or whatever it might be okay then you could break it down even further to like i talked about the the uh, street obstacles. The other segment of it is called park or skate park riding. Then you've got vert, which is like the Tony Hawk style ramp that I'm sure a lot of people would recognize where it's just two of the same ramp back to back side by side going back and forth. Yeah. Then you've got flatland, which is people just utilizing an area of flat ground. So there's, there's a lot of different segments. And then you've got dirt too, which is dirt jumping. Oh yeah. The dirt mounds, right? So you got a dirt lip and a dirt landing and set up in 
different ways going through woods the competitions that people see on tv isn't like a specific representation of those but it's that's more like dirt and then there's trails it's it gets segmented so insanely and that's why it's called freestyle because you start riding and then you figure out what you like and then you just do what you like and if you like doing all of it which is like really cool when people just do all of it yeah but most people these days kind of like pick a certain vein and follow that okay that's kind of the couple minute breakdown i guess of like no that's good insane things can be and if there's any breakdowns like that in the uh racing world aside from like bike size and age and whatever classes there might be to s- separate people so you don't got a 20 year old dude destroying a, man, <laughs> like a six-year-old kid in a race okay like, so they know. keep the playing field fair and at least they do that right like I, I don't know if there's segments to racing like that as far as the 20 inch bicycle goes okay all right, so we got to get into that too. We got to know about these sizes of these bikes and everything. Yeah, it gets crazy. It's I guess. A lot. This could be educational. I mean, this is <laughs> what I do on YouTube. I make videos to teach people okay. about bikes and how to work on them and whatnot. Um, then there's the whole sizing thing. So BMX is typically known for 20 inch bicycles. Like the kid's bike you'd see at Walmart that you'd buy for your kid is a 20 inch bike. Okay. But then at the same time, people will ride like larger bikes and do tricks on those or race those. And and that gets lumped in with BMX as well, because BMX stands for bicycle motocross. And it's just like a BMX itself is more of like a a vibe than it is like a, a label for something. So like you see somebody if they're jumping a, a wall, 10 speed mountain bike from Walmart off of a, oh my God. in a, like a brick, like <laughs> BMX, you know, they right. they make like a dirt, dirt little mound in their backyard or wherever there's the local dirt mound. And they're jumping that with like a, with a road bike. I mean, like that's BMX, even though they're doing it on a, something that's like made for something else or right. on a 10 speed or something. <laughs> right. Like technically in the technical viewing of things but it's still like as a bmx are we look at that and we're like dude like that's bmx right. so there's there's also like all the other types and sizes of bikes there's gravel bikes road bikes fat tire bikes there's oh my so God. many different things that i honestly don't even know about because like my entire life revolves around bmx and i don't even have any other type of bike right, right. so hopefully that could like be enough to educate someone on like what bmx scratching the surface no but but you said you said so much that a lot of people probably didn't even know like the different sectors of it and now you could turn somebody on to something that they didn't even know existed and be like well you know what i think i want to do that right within that world you know what i'm saying like right they had all that that's just crazy like yeah there's people who never go to a skate park ever who go into the woods and they're digging for how like countless hours to build up these dirt, what you call mounds, like their dirt lips and landings, putting hours and hours and hours of their life into that without ever going to a skate park or a vert ramp or riding street, as we call it. When you do actually go ride in like a city 
and you're riding on different obstacles that are like made to be other things. Like yeah, like when people are jumping from the stair the steps and they're they're sliding down the rails with the bikes and the yeah, sport. yeah okay. That's called street. Okay. So like there's people who do street riding who never go in the woods, but then there's people who only go in the woods and they're digging it and the trails and building those up and riding those. It's a it's a very wide world. There was something you said earlier on too. You said when um you know when they go to competition and you have mm. people who are basically like on script, like they get their whole routine together and that's what they do. And then you got yeah. the freestylers. And what it made me think about it, it makes me likened it to like you know rap, hip hop. So you got these these battles, these MC battles, mm. right? And and it's called a freestyle battle. But then you have some right. rappers that come with just written material, and it's obvious. And yeah, you got someone like Eminem who really can go off the top. You know what I mean? Right. Like, isn't it doesn't it have a different name whenever it's written versus when it's like a not anymore, freestyle? not anymore. No, no. Okay. back back I in the I day that somewhere. But yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> kind of sort of. I can't. It kind of depends on the person when it comes to like the the competition side of things because yeah. so because things have gotten to a point in BMX competition where. It's essentially figure skating at this point where like you have to be so perfect in what you're doing. You don't have as much room for error as you did 15, 20 years ago where like you could put a foot down or you could like not land a trick and still win the contest because you did something completely insane that no one else was going to do and just right. everybody lost their minds but so today the shock and awe is, is it overwhelmed everybody and right everybody. that's that's how it used to be but today when it comes to like the olympics and x games and things like that you have to be so perfect that that you have to plan out your runs because mm-hmm. you have to know what's coming next so like I guess it would depend on the size of the contest i'm sure there's people out there who are competing in these things who end up freestyling it and just totally do whatever comes to mind right for the most part it's so crazy these days that you they people have to be planned out and precise and measured and know exactly what they're going to do because in just a couple months ago it meant either you got a gold medal or you might have got last place because you weren't prepared it just but it's all still freestyle. This is what's crazy so, about it. So what what happened though? What happened that you know? What happened along the way where it, it got to that where you uh, be so boosty? It. It, it's really. funny. It's funny that me of all people got to a place where I'm talking about this with like a bunch of people who probably have no idea about BMX. <laughs> nice book, by the way. Uh, I attribute it to the judging of things because. The way things got segmented down, the judging just got so critical and to a point where the people who started winning were the people who just were perfect. Mm, okay. And it and it also the format of the contest itself being put in like a run format where this guy's going, he has forty five seconds to put down the best thing he can. Mm-hmm. Naturally, in that format, you have to like the perfect people are going to end up winning it because that's only fair. If someone rides better and is perfect, well, naturally you're going to win it. But years ago they would do contests in what were called a jam format, which X games 
kinda does, but not the same way. Okay. Jam format is where you have like a heat of four people, five people, and there's 10 minutes on the clock and the judges just have to be on it, paying attention because everyone kinda can just free for all it in that 10 minutes, mm, which so it usually- Watch at one time. Right, so like it would used to end up in like, people would still kind of take turns, mm -hmm. but you didn't have to be 45 seconds of perfect riding and planned out. You could kind of like, I'm going to do this here. If it works out, I'll go to here. If it doesn't, well then like you're done for a second and the other people are going and then you kind of jump in where you can again. And, and a lot of people would say that like that led to crazier contests because you don't feel the pressure of that 45 second yeah. minute long run. So you feel like, Oh, Hey, there's this crazy, I can start here and land here and do this while I'm in the air. And I don't have the pressure of if I don't land it, well then it's over. Yeah. You have that whole 10 minutes of like, all right, I can do that. And that's how some people who might not have landed anything, but that one crazy thing ended up placing and it years ago. And like, so that's kind of how it transitioned from there. And like X Games this year did jam format, but it was more or less the people had the order that they went in. Yeah. But there was a time on the clock. And if pressure. the middle, like if the run order was in the middle when the clock ended, then that or the first person, how do I gotta explain this better than that? If the clock ran out when the first person was going, mm. everybody else still gets to go again. It's not just over. So like right. okay. it still runs. You just get to have more of them if you get more time, basically. You know what, you know what that made me think about as well? And I and I, it's another comparison and analogy, I guess. Um I think judging across the board in a lot of sports has gotten more critical, especially in basketball and football. Like the sport yeah. is completely different now, especially football. You don't have these monster hits anymore because these guys, they pull up, they're reluctant to just act off instinct. What they probably were taught ever since they were six years old playing youth football. You know, you can't do these monster hits anymore. You got to watch how you position yourself to hit. It's just crazy, you know, so it kind of dilutes the game. It hurts the game, takes the competitiveness out of it because you got to yeah. think, you know, you know, in a, like a competitive sport like football or basketball, you can't think. You know, it hurts you. You mess up. You you know, you miss a step if you're thinking about what you're doing. And these guys now have to think about every single thing they're doing. And it just hurts the game. And you can see it, too. And, you know, like like older vets, they talk about it all the time. Like back when we played, you know, that was a legal <laughs> hit. It was exciting. You know, even though some guys yeah. had concussions and CT, <laughs> that type of stuff. It's kind of a big problem these days with, those yeah. sports. with at least football. Anyways, yeah. I don't feel like, I feel like basketball would be a better thing comparison because it's not like it's probably i don't know anything about basketball other than like a little bit of the rules but like it feels like it, it's more or less for like the criticalness versus football where it's like for safety yeah for like, safety. like you can't hit this certain way because this many people got messed up because of that but like basketball i feel like like the, the chances of injury might be a little bit less because you're not supposed to be tackling people in basketball. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that too. And I'll say for like, like cornerbacks and stuff like that, like you can't even touch a wide receiver anymore. It's like, they make it so easy for the offense now. It, it yeah. makes it so easy. You know what I think it did? <laughs> it made, it's not as exciting as far as like, you know, hitting and all that type of stuff, but just the big play factor. 
long mm-hmm. arms because these corners they can't really guard these wide receivers anymore because they can't touch them you know so that type of stuff but yeah i think just across the board man it's gotten soft and it's gotten just more tic tacky and that's that's kind of why compare it to figure skating because i mean essentially you have to be so perfect just like finger figure skating where it's got to be perfect yeah or it's yeah you're not first your last type of thing <laughs> so what about um a career in it so we you you've basically dove in and told us the kind of different sectors you have but what does a career look like so and, and first and foremost what do you consider what sector are you in exactly this, this is another one that gets insane to explain <laughs> it all for myself it was only this year before i actually like started getting paid sponsors okay in in the world and i guess i would attribute it just as much to my riding as i would to the youtube channel that i run the the paid sponsor side of things so like i don't i before that i mean i was i make money from youtube i didn't make enough money to live off of yeah but but that was the only money that was coming in from bmx i was I get helped out from different companies. So like I get my parts and things that I need, but I wasn't getting paid. So like I, before this year, I would have never considered myself a professional BMX rider. I was said, I'm a professional YouTuber because I make videos, right? put them on YouTube and get paid for that. But, but now I actually get paid from a few sponsors that I have. Um, but when it comes to like the whole world of BMX, there's so many different ways people get paid. There's the obvious, like the companies that make the bikes, there's mm. professional riders who represent those companies and they get paid. But then you've got all these other big sponsors that it's like kind of funny because the companies that when people ride for a BMX company that makes BMX parts, they don't make a fraction of what people who ride for energy drink companies make so Mm -hmm. so there's people who in bmx you almost have to like you almost have to have multiple sponsors to be able to like live off off of wage in bmx so like you'll get this much from your your parts or your frame sponsor then you'll get this much from your parts or your freight because you could have both right because certain companies don't make every single part that makes a bmx bike so for an example we'll just take random rider he's got he's not the best in the world not the middle he's towards the top he's got a frame sponsor for the company that makes the frame that all his bikes are or all his parts are put on he's getting paid from them then he's got a parts sponsor for all the parts that get put on it then he might if he's lucky have an energy drink sponsor which those are the ones that actually pay pretty decent then you might have a clothing sponsor you might have a shoe sponsor you might have any random other number of sponsor things that you could make happen to build an income that can support you in bmx but just a single one by itself any of those it's it's hard to make that living and be able to support yourself which is kind of why i tried to take the youtube route which is another side of things people make bmx centered videos on youtube they make money from youtube and that that serves as an income but then you've got people 
who are contest riders and that's like a segment of things like people who mainly compete in contests and and when they do well they make they make their earnings from being from placing in a contest right but then depending on the contract they might have with their other sponsors and if the contest is on tv or things like that there's different other like stipulations to say if you get first place at x games we will match the prize winnings you get maybe it's oh, matching wow. up to a certain point i don't know yeah. because i'm not involved with that side i don't know the exact numbers anymore i do know that it used to be like crazy and back in like the i'm sure you've heard of dave mira yeah um back in the days of dave mira where you put a sticker on your helmet and you get 400 grand like from <laughs> slim jim like it's not like that anymore okay but but then there's also i talked about the the show the stunt show riders who will travel the country and go to different different places elementary schools fairs whatever it might be and they do their stunt show they might do three shows in a day and then they make whatever they make in a day and actually there's a lot of people who make uh, their their whole living and have a livable wage off of doing stunt shows where they're they're never in a contest they're just doing stunt shows traveling the country now do you do you compete or do you just do you i'm not like and that's the other thing of like talking about it being like figure skating Mm -hmm. the way contests have gone through the years it's pushed it to where it's a very very specific type of rider and style of riding that ends up being in the contest so i'm just not that style of rider i'm not that type of rider so i don't really i don't really i would don't think i would ever really try to be in contest i've competed in different things like like there's what we call jams Mm -hmm. where people have they'll have a jam and they'll get all these people together and they'll do different like mini contests where it's like oh you do a high bunny hop you do best trick on this thing and there's like the one thing that i did win at one point in time was that a con jam called the bako jam which is like a legendary thing in bmx okay um bako you said bako b-a-c-o okay they had some crazy videos through the years but uh they have a best trick contest at this jam and i in 2015 happened to win it Oh, wow. Congratulations, man. That's something I definitely, like, am proud of looking back just because of the history and, like, the different legends who have won, like, the best trick contest at this jam or who have just won at the jam in general because they would do, like, a contest for, like, pro, expert, intermediate, Mm -hmm. beginner level contests. And then they would also have, like, the best trick or other types of things, too. So do you not – you don't participate in that anymore? No, I just don't feel like where I've gone in riding makes sense for me to try to like compete. I could and it would be fun, but like it's just not really something I have any. So you found so you found your niche pretty much in your kinda kinda. I mean I do I do the YouTube thing, but I also make video like what we call edits, where it's like you're working on it for a certain period of time and you're filming different things that you want to do and then it gets put together into an edit after however long and then you put that out and okay. you can put that that's another way people make money is they put their sponsors this a sponsor will sponsor the edit basically right and they'll have their name on it and they'll get paid from doing that okay i, I go on to double back to the bikes though what, okay. 
how much does a an entry level bike cost versus a, a expensive professional bike? So it goes anywhere from you can buy. I mean, the lowest of the low end, like at Walmart, you buy a hundred dollar BMX bike. It's made to kind of look as much as possible like a BMX bike, but has cut all of the possible corners to make it as cheap <laughs> as it can possibly okay. be. So you've got that ranging all the way to the top. But but I would say something that is like good for a 12 year old kid just riding in circles in a driveway is anywhere from 200 to 350 dollars but for somebody and this is like what my youtube channel is about in the videos that i have that do well are the ones talking about these things right here uh the a video a bike for someone who's intending to go to the skate park or go ride in the streets or take it to dirt jumps and jump it and be safe for a prolonged period of time the very minimum is 430 to 450 dollars and up from there because at that point you're getting a bike that is made of the same materials as like the best stuff Hmm. but some of the corners are cut like the tires might not be quite as good and some of the other like less essential components on it aren't quite gonna ask you what what determines a a more expensive bike or more uh i want to say like the workmanship or the craftsmanship like what determines that it's the level of quality of the different parts that make it up. There's so many different parts. Like when you look at a bike, all of those different parts on there, you certain ones, you can be a little bit safer cutting a corner on the quality of that versus like your frame, the thing that everything comes off of. Like that is an important one. Your handlebars are an important one. The forks, the thing that your front tire goes on is a very important part of the bike. So so like those higher moving to the higher end those bikes have what we call chromoly frame fork and handlebars which just means that it's made of a material that is like at that higher end so what makes it um, what's that i said kind of like titanium or something there are titanium bmx parts and people do make a titanium like bmx frame and the other components those aren't necessarily at the top of the strength side of things but they're at the top of the the weight saving side of things which makes them very expensive so like the middle ground is just like the tires the rims and certain other parts on the bike that are just a little bit less quality than something that's more towards the top now and i i know this is subjective to the type of bmx riding you do but what's like the life expectancy for the frame because all these other parts are interchangeable like a car you can go get new tires you can go get a new handlebar but the frame like at some point doesn't the frame start to warp bend with all these jumps and it can it definitely can and if you wreck on it a certain way it definitely can tweak the frame um this what a what BMX as a whole and companies recommend in general, which not a lot of people do it, but there's quite a few who will follow it, not the majority. Uh, they will say like, you should replace your frame and your fork every year, like oh. a year long period, which that's like partially like, yeah, we, we want people to buy stuff, but it's also partially like if you're riding hard on this thing, and you want to be 100% safe, like a year is that safe mark. And I kind of try to follow that a little bit, but there's certain other parts that you're like, you're okay riding for longer. So 
there's certain like your tires and your pedals and your grips those things wear out multiple times a year and you have to replace them but but there's certain parts like your rims the rim on your bike just the rim not the other parts of it those can last for years and years and years oh wow okay before like something if you don't if you're not hard on them they could last forever the rim itself that that the tire goes on yeah just or or the hub the central part of the rim the spokes can too okay like basically the the whole rim other than the bearings i guess inside of it uh i would say that's something that could last a very very long time for and it does for a lot of people but then when it comes to the frame the handlebars things like that you can get away with it you can but like I know people who brag about, oh, I've been riding this frame or these forks or whatever for nine years now. And I'm like, dude, you're playing with fire. <laughs> so what you're... can happen? Can it like just break and cut you up or like what? Well, handlebars, if you can imagine, you're holding on to it. If it breaks in any oh, way, it's yeah. in front of you. Like it's it, it's scary what could happen if that breaks in front of you. And then and then like your frame, there's if you like don't store it inside, mm-hmm. if you keep it in a garage, a shed, your car, whatever, that change in temperature, just like it does with your car, and you see condensation on your car, yeah. That can happen on the inside of your frame or other parts, which means rust can form on the inside. You'll never and know. Just, just the integrity of metal over time, because the the metal that BMX bikes are made of is chromoly, which is a flexible metal. It just goes back, kind of. It it it'll flex and give, but then it'll go bounce back. Okay. Over time and just beating it the same ways over years and years and years it gets to a point where i just can't take it anymore and or the welds can give after years and years and that things just the tubing on it can end up breaking so we're talking about taking a beating with the with the frame and the bike but what about your body like what what does it take <laughs> what type of conditioning does it take to do the tricks that you do or 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 anybody you know what type of conditioning does that take and then like how long does it take for you or what type of time does it take for you? Two, two part question. What type of conditioning do you need? What what's, what's the wear and tear on your body? And how long does it normally take to, you know, you can speak for yourself to master a trick, a difficult trick. So, so when it comes to the conditioning side of things, luckily with like BMX, just doing it is the exercise to condition you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I know guys who are 250 pounds, not in the best shape, who go out and ride and have no problem and are, and are fine. Yeah. But I also know guys who literally train in the gym every single day to ride their bikes and be the best that they can be on it. So there's a huge range there for that. But I feel like for a lot of people, just doing it regularly is enough Okay. Um, when it comes to the wear and tear on your body, it all depends on how, how hard you want to go or how hey. also how dialed you are at it. If you're the kind of person who has to crash a bunch to land your tricks, then it's going to say that more or depending on what you like to do. If you like to jump down giant stair sets, Ooh. naturally, your ankles and your wrists are going to take more damage than yeah. someone who doesn't leave the ground, yeah. uh, which is definitely there are those people out there um 
when it comes to the like length of time to master a trick, that's also dependent on the person. It's kind of becoming a theme here. Everything's dependent on something else. Well, what But about you? Let's talk for about you. me, Yeah, for you. It depends on the trick and how much I actually want to do it. Like, like if something comes to mind, I'm like, oh, I really want to do that. And it's like a base level thing where it's not like combining 10 different things at the same time. Usually I feel like I could get it in one day of riding, Okay. depending on, on what it might be. There's certain things that I just can't do. Right. So like naturally, like those just don't happen. But then there's times where like I'm trying something and it's pretty hard to me at the time and I forget about it try it again two years later and literally get it the first time I try it yeah after this. that happens to me a lot it's kind of like weird but then you get the things where it's like all right I want to do this but then I want to add this to it and then like the one that you used for the thumbnail that is technically three different tricks at the same time oh wow in the base level thing like where I was on the back peg that's a trick by itself then turning the handlebars is a trick by itself okay. but then also doing the thing with the foot is a trick by itself so like something like that where you're combining things and adding to the complexity there's been certain tricks that have taken me like hours and hours and hours of non-stop trying and days on end of trying just to do that and that mostly is because i'm filming it trying to land it for a video that i've ultimately planning to put out at the end of like however much we need to film and it's like a challenge and it it becomes one of those things where it's like this trick's not gonna beat me and like right. i really want to do it kind of deal well well speaking of video i have a video where it's showing you uh triumphing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and wiping out so just to kind of give everybody a view of what it takes you know to kind of get what you're trying to do here uh yeah i got it queued up let's get it let's see it yo i can't see it right now no. okay.
done it. I've done it. Wait, wait, wait. That was a lot there of work, is. man. <laughs> a lot of my friends are in there. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people in the chat too. Twenty Grip, Kier, Ryan. Uh, what up? What up? Thank you guys for tuning in too. Appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, man. So, do you have any? Do you have any signature tricks? And and then also, I wanted to know how much. I guess for yourself, because you can't speak for everybody else. How much is like recycled and then how much is stuff that you kind of were inspired from and then took and did your own thing well as far as like signature tricks go there's a couple things that that i like to feel like you know like i kind of do and did like i don't know how to explain them even remotely but they do exist okay Uh, but when it comes to like the recycling kind of deal for the first like long time of riding, I didn't really watch videos that people would put out or like DVDs, like people make full length DVDs where a bunch of different people have like a five minute section in it. And it makes a, a big long DVD that for a specific company or whatever it might be. And, and for like a lot of my time growing up riding, I didn't watch any of those. Okay. So my only inspiration was the people that I saw in the very few videos that I did watch online. And I think a lot of it, I feel like at this point, I'm when I, before I took it, everything and like went in my own direction, I feel like I was almost like a combination of uh, everyone that I grew up with riding. Like you could pick out different elements of all these people and see it in the things that I was doing. And you could see, I think part of that came from the fact that they were all older than me. And then just the fact that I, that was the only influence that I really had. Oh yeah. But then whenever we started move or I started moving into the direction I'm in now, I just kind of took this one or two, two specific tricks and started just doing as many other tricks as I possibly could in the middle of them. Mm, and that's okay. what led to stuff that some people might've seen like randomly in a bar somewhere, a people are awesome video where I'm sitting in this trick doing the Rubik's cube on my bike. Like that's where that kind of thing led to but we did a video series which was called lip lords myself and my buddy sponge where it was just this one ramp at our local skate park and that was this video centered around that ramp like we can only do tricks of a specific like lip tricks is what we call them where you're doing tricks on the top of this ramp okay that was all that the video was centered around we we've done 12 of them up to this point and there's another one that'll be coming before too long but in doing that i started to like recognize that i was seeing videos and like oh it'd be cool if i kind of like took this element of what somebody did and then combined it with that or it would give you a completely different idea altogether right and i guess I don't label myself too much, but like certain people would call me like a creative writer where I'm taking 
I'm just doing things in, I guess, in a creative way. Um, and there's other guys who are like way more creative and crazier with it than I am. And sometimes they'll post something that they did on Instagram and I'm, it immediately gives me an idea and I'll just go out and like make it happen. So like, I feel like at this point for me, the stuff that I'm doing on a daily basis is stuff that just pops into my head. It might be something I've done in the past, but if it's something I've never done before, it's, it might be inspired by something. It might be just whatever popped into my head at that any given time, but I'm just doing things that I find fun. And, and that's pretty much it. I'm not doing anything for any other reason other than I just want to at that point. In time. Like, like we talked about before the show, you'd be doing it even if you weren't getting paid, you know, that's, oh, I, yeah, like even the whole YouTube thing, I would be making YouTube videos and doing exactly what I'm doing, even if, yeah. 10 people watching because it's just it's what i've done since i started riding yeah. i've been filming everything from the very beginning and when did you start 2016 2006 2006 oh shit i'm way off <laughs> <laughs> 10 years off yeah uh, 10 years off wow okay yeah. and, and where where are you try, where do you want to i'm not saying trying because you're doing it where are you taking it what is success to brand what do you want i mean i'm already living the riding side of things as far as like actually riding and the tricks that I'm doing and all those things. Like all I really want to do as far as the riding side of things goes, just whatever I feel like doing at any uh -huh. given time. But when it comes to the YouTube side of things and the sponsor, yeah. whatever the business like, side, I don't care whether or not I'm sponsored for the sake of being sponsored, I, I represent brands that I believe in what they're doing. So like whether or not they're paying me, I, it, that doesn't bother me because I'm supporting them regardless, just because I believe in them. But the ultimate goal is to get YouTube and just this, that side of things to a point where if I wanted to, and like this thing, like you hit me up, I could be like, yo, where are you at? Why are we doing this through the internet? I'm just going to come to you tomorrow and we'll just do it. Yeah. Like I want to be free enough that I can just do that. Yeah. And, or if, if a buddy's doing something cool in California, I can be like, when's that happening? All right, I'm on my way. Yeah. And, and just crazy ideas like, like how they have X games contests and the prizes for X games. I I'm assuming they're still pretty good, but like it's a very big, huge course. That's like, very catered to these people's style of riding. Mm -hmm. I want to get to a point in life where I can be like, hey, we're going to my local skate park that has four and three foot tall ramps. I'm going to fly out the best riders in the entire world and you're going to compete for 10 grand. <laughs> little skate oh, park. Man, yeah. And we're going to make it happen just because I think it'd be awesome to see and I think it'd be fun to do and I just want to get to a point where I can make that happen whenever or I could travel to a city and be like, hey, everyone on YouTube, see this story right now? Tomorrow, we're going to this skate park and somebody's winning a thousand dollars. Like, oh man, that'd be so like cool. that is what like drives me to get to the point and and also continuing to help people at the same time. Yeah. Like every week, I upload a video on Tuesday called my Tuesday tip. It might mm -hmm. sometimes be different than that. Like it might be an interview or something like that. But usually, I have a tip where I'll I'll 
like today's that went up today i talked about an app that people can use to find skate parks literally anywhere in the world they just oh that's cool yeah it's a really cool app and finding skate parks isn't easy for someone who's like never done it before you kind of develop a skill for finding these things so the video today is showing people how to do it and and i've got videos showing people like the sizing for your height versus what size bike you should buy how you put brakes on Mm. how you adjust your brakes how you do all these different things i want to continue doing that at the same time as being able to just like pretty much I'm literally I just my entire life already revolves around BMX and everything I do pretty much is like it, it's BMX like that's it that's all it is and I just want to get to a point where I can make videos for YouTube every single day and use that to fuel being able to ride anywhere with anyone yeah. anywhere to and that, that's kind of the end it's game. gonna happen it's gonna happen because you're pouring back into people too like you said you want to help people so you're providing value to people and people, yeah. you know, it just comes, it, it, it comes 360, man. When you do that though, so, I hope so. You're on the right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to stop anyways. So like if right. it, it does or it doesn't happen, I'm <laughs> yeah. never stopping. And the way things go, it seems like the longer you do something, the more it just grows and the yep. bigger it gets. Absolutely. Yeah. It's organic. It's organic. Especially when you're doing something good, man, something positive. And you know, like I said, you're giving it back and, you know, you're pouring into people when you don't have to. That it just trust me, it festers, man. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna, you're gonna, be, <laughs> you're gonna be all right. Right. I really do. Just just for the sake of like, I don't know, man. BMX has just been my entire life since I was 13 years old, and I can never ever see myself going back to having a full time job ever. Yeah. Oh, you you won't have to. Trust me, man. You won't have. To. I, I appreciate your confidence. You won't I'm have just... to. You're headed. I'm telling you, you're headed in the right direction, and you're doing it. You're doing it. So it's just going to grow. I mean, you got people over here talking about you got the best community. Friends, viewers are a great community. And like, they love your videos, man. They love you. So thank you, Rob. You're doing it. You're doing it right. Well, let's talk about some of your affiliations, though, because I know you, I think you did a deal with like Stack, BMX, yeah. Stop. Uh, yeah, there's a few they- different ones I would definitely like to talk about with that. Um, Stack BMX Shop is the second most recent one that are a mail order bike shop and a bike shop in California. Okay. Uh, the guy who owns that Larry hit me up and liked what I was doing with YouTube and kind of just wanted to support me basically. Like, oh, that's cool, man. Like I just want to support you and what you're doing. And, and I won't work with anyone who wants to change anything about what I'm doing. So like to have someone like that hit me up was really cool. Um, I want to start with the oldest of them. And okay. then go to the newest just because those people have been down with me for a long time. Like Alienation BMX okay. is a company that's been around for since 2006, since I started riding. And Zach Taylor, Rob Morgan, the previous team manager, um, and and the guys who work at Alienation, like they're they're innovative with bike parts, and they've just supported me since 2013, I think, at this point maybe i think it was around then but yeah they're there's rad people doing cool things and in this past year i've been directly involved with product development which is something i've never done before just because i have oh. some ideas yeah and i communicated some of those ideas and the fact that i'm interested in that it just kind of went from there and i had a hand in helping design 
uh, a part that is on my bike right now, which is kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah, that it's, has it's to be wild. Surreal, right? It's it's pretty cool because I mean, before we get into the others, like I can tell that story. There's like a there's a back wheel component, the hub of the back wheel that works a very specific way that come came out a couple years ago. And nobody really in BMX talked about it because the way BMX media works is like most things are paid for. Like the the different media sites, if if this company can't afford to pay them to advertise it, yeah, talk it's about not it. in their interest to share this thing unless the company's paying them because then it's not fair to the other companies that do pay them. All kinds of freaking political mm-hmm. bullshit, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just being real about it, and and so always about money. I it's it's what it boils down to, and I didn't notice this at first. I just noticed like this thing is sick, and I kind of want to like try it out and talk about it. So I got in touch with the company, and they ended up sending me a like sending me one, and I just went to town making videos on this thing because i genuinely thought it was like a game-changing part in bmx and that was in like all of my titles and thumbnails and these videos blew up and it was like i became known as like i was associated with this part and then it got to a point where uh all these other companies are starting to show interest in this part and that was another aspect of why people weren't talking about it is because all the pros in BMX ride for companies. Mm. So if this company isn't making it, they can't talk about it. Even if they think it's cool, they can't talk about it. Yeah. So, so I was the one talking about it, showing all these things and the videos just started blowing up. And, and then it got to a point where another company licensed the technology. And then like, I was directly like, uh, like whatever it was in the article which now the bmx sites are starting to post about it at this point because that company has advertising budget right happening and and then it got to a point where the company that i actually ride for alienation is like hey we want to make a version of this licensing their technology and i'm like that's when i was like dude i have to be involved in every (laughs) facet of this because literally when this thing gets posted people tag me and say the brant moore hub like wow it when it first it's not as much anymore because there's a few different companies making them now but when that first or when that second company was that licensed this posted about it i got tagged countless times with people like oh this is the hub brant talks about whatever so when the company i ride for showed interest in making one i'm like dude like i have to be involved with this so i helped design the hub shell for it which i wish i had the drawings on me right now where i actually literally like have drawings from it right here somewhere but it's stuff like that that is just kind of cool that i'm in uh involved with with them and i'm excited about it and then uh brimstone bicycles came after them it's a local bike shop here in canal fulton ohio veteran owned bike shop and they're just awesome people who've been just wanted to support me and like help me out in what they're doing or in what i'm doing and and so they helped me out with a lot of my bike parts and things that i need of that nature we've helped organize jams with them and getting people together and and just doing a lot of fun things and they put on a lot of stuff for the community because the the main owner eric is an ultra runner doing those hundred mile runs 
like a crazy person. <laughs> it's so crazy wow. to talk about, but they'll they'll host those runs and they just do a lot of stuff for the community. And uh, so I'm stoked to be involved with them. I think I've been involved with them since 2015 or 2016. Well, these are good. These are good long lasting relationships. This. Yeah, and I don't get involved with people that I don't intend to be involved with for as long as they'll like they can afford to and it becomes like a family thing at that point where it's like even if they're not helping me anymore I'm still like down with them and like yeah. promoting them how I can because would you ever would you ever consider launching your own product line? Uh, I guess it would depend on where I'm at with things cuz I have ideas for things but it it just depends on if I can afford it because it's so expensive. It just, just a mold for a BMX pedal to get it made and, and do it is like eight to 10 grand. Oh man. So how many pedals do you have to sell to get to, you know, to pay, pay off just that eight to 10 grand for the mold? That's yeah. not paying for the time of somebody who's making it. It's just, it's insane how much it costs to actually do these things. So like, and, and I'm not going to be the kind of person who like, goes to the catalog of blank parts and says, Oh, just print my logo on this, which is exactly the same as everyone else's stuff. Yeah. And for the sake of having a company, but, but then there's park tool, which is the bicycle tool company right here that, uh, hold they it. make the tools that tilt it. Tilt it. Hold on. Hold it back up and tilt it. Cause the light was blinding it. Tilt yeah, it. Right there we go. Park tool. Okay. Got you. Park tool. They, they make the, the tools that, pretty much every bike shop out there uses and and i hit them up when i had less than a thousand subscribers i think maybe right around there and i was like look i'm making videos working on bikes and showing people how to work on bikes would you be interested in me using your tools in the videos and janet being the awesome person that she is she doesn't work for park tool anymore but Literally within a week, I had a giant toolbox and all this stuff on my front porch, like waiting on me within a week. And I didn't even have like, I was around a thousand subscribers at that point. And they just believed in what I was doing enough. And I've been pretty much been a brand ambassador for them ever since then. And, and it's really cool to work with people like Truman, who is in Park Tool has a YouTube channel. It's a pretty big YouTube channel and they post every Tuesday and Truman is the guy that's in their videos and I get to talk to him whenever I want to. And if they need something or if I need something. So it's just, it's a really, really awesome like relationship to have. And then we keep it going. <laughs> we got more here. Uh, Ride Concepts is a shoe company. It's a ride around shoe company out of California. I'm a, on their ride everyday team, which is less of like a direct, like being, I don't know how to explain it, but. I ride in their shoes. They help me out in getting okay. me shoes. And they're just, I like a rugged shoe on my foot that I'm not going to hurt my feet while I'm riding. Yeah. And they make one of the best out there in that. They're rider own. They have a really cool brand image. And I'm just stoked on what they do. I'm excited for them to make more shoes moving forward and just the things that they've been doing and watching them grow over the past year or two now has been it's just been really cool and they they sought you out too no i i i rode a shoe for not for i rode the shoe of a company that quit making 
bike shoes. Mm-hmm. They they started making just flip flops and weird like mandal type <laughs> shoes. You know, like not like sandals or flip flops, like mandals. Right. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And and they quit making riding shoes, so I like stocked up on those and had like five pairs of them. And then finally, it got to the point where I'm like, I'm on my last pair. I need to find a replacement here. And they were the one that I landed on that I wanted to try out and and see how they were. And they were they were down to hook me up, and I was down to promote them. Hey man, I'm telling you, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. <laughs> everything everything's I'm, falling into place for you. Just keep going. Try. And we hey, got one more. Roll back. This oh, one. you got one more. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna tell you. Uh, roll back. Rob had a question for you. I don't even know what let him, it means. Let him ask it because I need a drink. <laughs> he says, "Will you ever experiment with an Afix? Is it a hero or gyro setup?" Gyro. Gyro. There we go. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. So <laughs> you might have seen what a gyro looks like. It's a gyro is the thing that allows the handlebars to spin all the way around okay. and the brakes still work. Yeah. Um, the Afix gyro setup is that but internally within a part of the frame so it's like a cleaner look but i would never ever try it i would try it for a day i would never try it for an extended period of time because what it does is puts extra holes in components of your bike that weakens the frame they don't normally have holes there yeah so like i've watched somebody have broken forks in their bike like the the thing that the front wheels attached to, yeah. it was broken on the inside of the frame, and they didn't know it, and they didn't crash or anything. But they were like, something feels weird. Then they take it apart, and it's in half. And the only reason that it's together, which I guess is a good thing, because if it wasn't there, it would have just exploded, and they might have gotten hurt. But they were riding it like that, and the only reason it was together is because of that setup. And oh, it's wow. just like, it's it's kind of sketchy, and I don't know. I'm just. I think it's cool, and I'd be down to like see it, ride it for a day, just see what it's all about. But I don't think I could for an extended period of time. So to the last, go ahead, and then I got another question for you. Yes, I'm down with any questions you okay. have. Uh, so, um, I got an email randomly recently from a company called Aces Joint Repair, which is these guys right here. Okay, they are a CBD topical company they make a cbd topical called aces joint repair which uh they hit me up in an email which they sent a lot of emails out and like i responded to it because i had never tried cbd before ever for anything yeah and so i was like i was like well i guess i could try it and i don't i'll I'll try it and if i like it i'll I'll consider like working with you guys they're like absolutely we'll send you some and you can try it and see what it's like yeah so they sent it to me and it sat in a box in my room and i was just like well maybe if i ride like three days in a row i'll be sore and i'll be able to try it and that just never happened i never got sore so i'm like i guess i'm just like wait and then i ended up hurting my wrist spraining my wrist and that was the opportunity I needed to try this stuff. And so I put it on my wrist the night that I heard it. And I'm like, I never tried CBD before. I don't know what this is supposed to feel like. So I put it on. And within minutes, I'm like, I feel something happening here. But like, I don't know what's going on. So I I'm started making my video talking about it a little bit at that point. A couple days goes by my wrist, like a little bit less in pain. So I put it on again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding. Within 30 seconds to a minute, 
that effect you have in like 30 minutes from taking Tylenol where you're, you're just like, you're like, oh, hey, it's gone. Yeah. It was literally 30 seconds to a minute. I'm like, whoa, it's gone. <laughs> like, wow. Literally, this is gone. Like, I don't understand this right now. And, and it's not crazy. like I had no prior experience. So I didn't know that that's like how this stuff worked or anything. So I did, it's not like it could be like a placebo effect because I didn't right. know what was going to happen. TV so it's the real thing, like, man. I'm down. I'm like, I'm down. I'm gonna. <laughs> so what do we got to do to make this happen? So, so we connected and made it happen. And literally, like, they have they've been crazy. We we signed the contract, and while I was on the phone talking about, it, I'm like, well, we've got this event coming up on my birthday, mm. and it's always a cool event. And if you guys wanted to like sponsor it, that'd be cool. So they literally sent me like an insane amount of this stuff and money to give out at this event which was not even two weeks into like actually in talks with them and like their brand image is sweet the guy mike who's the creative director for that or creative designer for them has he's the one who designed the hot wheels logo and like works with all these bands and all these huge companies that you've heard of before and like they're stoked on what I'm doing and they've got this I mean you can see it here their logo and branding is yeah, just yeah. cool and cool. and so like I'm just stoked on what they're they've got going on I'm excited to hopefully go out there and like visit them and stuff and and where and are they I located did, what's that where are they located Portland and Port- the cool thing about them is that they they take everything from the plant to the product that you see here is all it all happens in one building okay it, it's like tested whatever the crazy like yeah. sent out testing in other facilities like it's legit in the way they do it and then also it's it's literally got 10 times as much cbd in it per milligram or per like whatever as any other cbd topical out there whereas like Mo- I know this is basically turning into an ad at this point, but I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about because I'm believing I'm stoked about it. Yeah. Like, normally a tin like this, that's three ounces. It'd have 500 at the most 1500 like milligrams of CBD in that whole tin. This is 11,500. God, that's so, like, crazy. It just sounds, it sounds like a lot, but then you try it. It means you use less yeah. to get the same effect and you can use more to get more of an effect if you need to. So like I genuinely believe what they're doing. They're, they're stoked on what I'm doing. And I just think it's really what's their cool. website. You know, their website. Uh, I mean, it's just aces I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> and check it out. Shout it out. If you use the code BMX, you can save 25%. <clears throat> there you go. There you go. It's literally just, yeah, y'all caught that, right? BMX. <laughs> the code, because like, this is about helping people, not about Brantmore 20 as my code, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I got some questions over here for you too, man. Care says, uh, where's your favorite park to ride in the U.S.? And then also, I think Grip and Rollback Rob want to know when you're putting those, those front brakes on. All right. <laughs> here, I literally just saw today, uh, I helped him. All right put on a gyro setup on his kid's bike at my favorite skate park to ride in the whole U S Worcester skate park. My local skate park is okay. literally my favorite place in the entire world. I've spent more time there than probably anywhere else other than like my house. Uh, 
And then the front breaks. Uh, the front breaks <laughs> were supposed to happen sooner than this, but I'm working on a specific video that I was doing a very specific bike setup for. And it got put on hold because one of my friends got hurt and we just, we couldn't finish the video yet. So I, oh. I haven't, well, I was going to put them on the bike that I'm using for that video. And I was just like waiting on it to be done so I could not have to swap things back and forth to finish it. But at this point, I'm just waiting on time because I just built up a brand new bike. So I'm going to put the front brakes on my old bike. So it's just time at this point. I just need to do it. Okay. So Rob, there you go. There's your, there's your answer. Yep. <laughs> what color is a mirror? What color is a mirror? Whatever, whatever's in the reflection of it, right? <laughs> No. Well, what, I, okay, okay. Are we talking about the glass? Or are we talking about the frame? See, I don't what are we talking about, Rob? This is a question <laughs> for the comments and from the viewers. Right. What what question is a, what color is the mirror? Yes. Have your answer. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, I got some trivia for you, and it's probably some some corny trivia, but it's BMX trivia. You know, oh, we're gonna. Man, I probably won't know it. Play it. <laughs> I probably won't know the it's, answer. It's, it's 10 questions. You you got it. You got All it. Right, let's hear it. All right. So question number one is, and I think you already said this. What does BMX stand for? Oh yeah. Bicycle motocross. Yeah, there you go. Alright, question number two. Which of these things is most important to bring when you're going out BMXing? Gloves, shin pads, spare bike tire, or helmet? <laughs> Dang. Uh, I'm going to put helmet at the top of the list, but shin pads are a very close second. Yeah, that's probably neck and neck, honestly, right? Yeah, we could talk about safety gear, too, because like for anyone who's interested in that, I mean, I a lot of people would be like, oh, I don't ride in pads, or they just don't because they don't yeah. think about it. But I've ridden in uh, ankle brace, shin guard, knee pads, and now a helmet. Uh but I've written in the first three for ever, pretty much, just because I recognized at a young age that wearing those things prevented me from getting hurt and be, not being hurt meant I could ride more. Yeah. And then it morphed into, well, if I don't get hurt and that adds up over time, guess what? I get to ride longer in life because I just didn't hurt myself right, because exactly. I'm smart enough to wear pads. Now, helmet, almost a year ago, exactly. It was a year and a week ago, exactly. I crashed at our trails, not doing any tricks, not doing anything on the smallest jump there. I crashed, knocked myself out, had to go to the hospital, get a CAT scan, all that stuff. And I mean, I wear a helmet at the trails all the time anyways, but now I wear a helmet anytime I ride my bike. So you didn't have a helmet on at that time or you did? I did when it happened. It's just there. I wouldn't always wear one when I was riding Yeah. at that point in time. I always would at the trails with the dirt jumps right but like at just, certain like smaller skate parks or certain times i just i wouldn't wear a helmet but now i just wear it all the time okay all right well that's good information so anybody that's looking to get into it don't be a dummy pretty much i mean if you especially when you're learning if you prevent yourself from getting hurt when you're learning it means you can learn more and ride longer right exactly all right question number three is question number three yes okay some BMX bikes don't have brakes. True or false? Oh, that is true. And that that's part of the freestyle aspect of things. 
Some people just don't like to have brakes on their bike. It came from people years ago just getting sick of like having to keep their back rim straight enough to mm-hmm. use brakes. Okay. And it started to come back here and there, but for the most part, it's predominantly people don't have brakes on their bikes. So what's their method of stopping? Their foot and their tire. Their foot? Okay. Or if you're not up to a certain speed, you can like kick the back end out. Mm, And it'll kind of jar your movement and slow you down. But it's kind of ugly. I always think it's funny that in videos, sometimes people will be like, they'll be pedaling. Mm-hmm. And then they'll kick the back end out to slow down. It's like, well, just don't pedal as much and you won't be going as fast. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. Pedal and go fast, you're probably going to slide it. Yep. All Number right. Five. Number four. Four. BMX bikes were invented in California in the 1970s. What other extreme sport was invented in California? Is it canoe zooming, skateboarding, roller skating, or rottweiler chasing? Roller skating? Is that your final answer? <laughs> I mean, that means I'm wrong, but yeah. No, I don't. No, it doesn't. No, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna select it, and then at the end, I'll tell you your score. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're going roller skating. I guess so. All right. I we're going like roller skating. All right. Number five. Which of these is not a trick on BMX? On the BMX, bar turn, moto whip, chicken bar spin, or potato table? Oh potato table because chicken bar spin is actually i haven't heard that term in a long time (laughs) okay so potato Potato table is your final answer potato table we should make that a trick i'm gonna make somebody good make something up up. yeah that'd be cool all right number six which of these people is a famous bmx writer is it confucius taylor swift (laughs) matt hoffman or jeremy corbin I don't know who Jeremy Corbin is. Me neither. It's it's Matt Hoffman, obviously. Matt Hoffman? Okay, we're going Matt Hoffman. Number seven. BMX bikes are the same as mountain bikes. True or false? Well, that's false. (laughs) Right, we know that. Okay. We went over this earlier. (laughs) Right. I should have been asking you BMX trivia after we did this. You should have, right? I got some of that right, though, because I remember it. Yep. Uh, Number eight, freestyle BMX riding is all about doing what? Tricks, riding really fast, going backwards, and looking cool. I told you some of this stuff is cheesy, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say none of the above. It's all about doing whatever you want. Okay, you got to pick one, though. We're going with we're going to go. It's going to say looking cool. That's going to be the one it picks. (laughs) We're going to pick that, looking cool. All right, number nine. In BMX slang, what is an alligator pit? The handlebars of a BMX, where BMX riders go for lunch, a dangerous jump, a pit full of alligators. <laughs> I mean, I would guess a dangerous jump. Dangerous jump. That, that would be <laughs> I my. I, that's one I haven't actually heard. I, what did he say? I live with the original Hutchinson. Okay. Rollback Rob's over there commenting. I live two minutes from the original Hutch Bikes factory. Enjoyment with friends. Okay. Here we go. BMX. Number 10. This is the last one. BMX races at the Olympics are super short. How long do they usually last? Two minutes, less than a minute, exactly 10 seconds, or 0.3 seconds? 
less than a minute. It's gonna be the the one that is there. A minute. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Let's see. You got eight out of ten right. But of course, the looking cool. That was a you know that was a throwaway. You knew the answer. Yeah. So so let me see which ones you get wrong. Yeah, the looking cool. It was the tricks, of course. And then which one? Oh, roller skating was uh the one. No, actually, skateboarding was invented in California. Oh, I didn't know that was one of my options. Oh, yeah, it says skateboarding and roller skating. Okay. Yeah. So skateboarding was the correct answer. Yeah, eight out of ten. That ain't bad. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. So, I know you said I like to do a self-analysis thing before we wrap it up, right? So you said you do it for the love, you do it for the fun, you would do it regardless. But what is one thing that you feel, and it may not be anything, what's one thing that you feel that you could do better to get you to where you want to be? with BMXing or YouTubing or whatever. What's one self analysis that you can do or that you can say that you could do better for yourself to get you where you want to go? I already know what I would need to do with my YouTube channel to make it do better. And I'm just not going to say that because, <laughs> because I know other people could just do it. Exactly. Okay. Got you. But, uh, I, I think one other thing aside from that is just taking more time, putting more time into videos. Okay. Because video is like my profession, even before YouTube and outside of BMX, uh, I know what it takes to like make a really high level, high production value video. And because I put out a video every single day, I know that I'm not doing that with every single video and most videos. Yes. It's, it's the time constraints and the fact that I have another job that I do and another, another like kind of part-time job outside of that as well. So if I was doing it on a daily basis, which I was for a little bit, Mm. uh, I was put more time into things, but I also recognize with my YouTube channel that even if I did put more time into it, it would probably take a long time for that extra time to pay off because I don't know, like my amount of time going from here to here might only bring someone's likelihood of like subscribing or wanting to get involved from here to like just a little bit above it. So like the time investment for the return on that yes. isn't to a point. And I've always recognized that from the very beginning, like with my YouTube channel, I knew and I've always known that once you get to a certain point, I can put in that extra time and, and make the videos yeah. even better than they already are. Um, Self wise, I feel like there's probably a lot of opportunities out there that I don't like put the effort into making a reality or putting that, putting it out there to make it a possibility. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I feel like I could get involved with other companies, like with how aces hit me up and wanted. I feel like I could like reach out to other aspects of things out there and make other things happen. Yeah. But once again, the time and just the fact that I like things to be organic and 
as real as possible like hey listen when you when you want to do it your way it it takes a little bit longer you want to do it your way but it has to be organic for you to coexist with it so do it your way and then i'm sure you've heard the saying every overnight success comes from 10 years of hard work yep absolutely i'm only at six (laughs) yeah but just keep putting in the hours man that's all it is putting in those hours and i mean the same same goes for you we're both in in growing youtube channel positions and just you will always do better doing what you love as Mm -hmm. good as you can than you will if you're if it's work yeah exactly i'm doing this i'm not getting paid but i'm i'm gonna be here you know i'm gonna be here until i get my tv show i'll be here it I want to be on your TV show when you get it. I will. I will put you on there. You got my word. I will do tricks. I will put you on there. You got my word. And if <laughs> I and if you see me on TV and I have not reached out, please contact me because it's not my heart. It's my mind. <laughs> so, that's, you know, the, I mean, that's another aspect of things that, like I can prove on. Like a, a lot of ideas that I've done in the past are ideas that my friends have had that I'm like, you know what? You're right. I need to do that. And yeah. then I do it. And then there's just like coming up with cool ideas is yeah. something that I just, I just do whatever floats through the universe. But it is good to have people that you collaborate with because they'll spark, you know, creativity, come up with good ideas. Like every, everybody needs a team, man. You can't do it alone. And, and as much as I like to be alone, as much as I, you know, I run the show here, I know eventually I'm going to have a team, you know, but I want to be in control. I don't want to have to answer nobody. I want to be able to move when I want to move, how I want to move, when exactly. I want to do it. You know what I mean? So that's that's it for me. One last that's- question. One last question. I want to talk about support since we're on this because we're all we're talking about growth. We're talking about the YouTube channel. Like in the BMX world, how is it? How is the support for you? Is it people you know that really go hard for you, or is it the people that you don't know that you're pouring into that really give you that support? Um, I mean, the people in my direct circle are definitely like Mm. pulling, they're stoked on what I'm doing. They're checking out what I'm doing. They'll share it. Um, it's, you think you find oftentimes in life that the people you don't know root for you like harder than anyone, you know, ever could. Yeah. And, and we have that, like it's represented in the chat right now, 20 grip and, uh, here i mean i'm getting to know here and his his son yeah through writing and stuff but like people like 20 grip and, and him and rollback was always in my live streams ryan obliger is my best friend in actual real life so but uh like as far as the bmx community goes yeah it's it's kind of a roller coaster with things because before i had my youtube channel we had that video series it's called Lip Lords, and uh, it kind of did really well in the BMX world. And there's a lot of people who are really stoked on it and who re- still are really stoked on it. But for some reason in BMX, like having a YouTube channel was like something that people hated on for a long time. Mm, okay. People didn't make the connection that it's better to get paid from Google and not have to worry about the small like – bmx industry that's having troubles paying you yeah 
than like they were more concerned with the old it's cool to not like this than to realize things like that so like when i first started my youtube channel there was a lot of hate that got thrown my way and and i think i have a lot of opinions that there's certain groups of people that don't that aren't like they don't like it Mm -hmm. because of the fact that i try to push positivity so much and like there's groups of people who i don't get it well there's groups of people who are like there's meme culture in bmx where like meme culture in every culture exactly and and i just i i go against the meme culture pretty heavily when it's like when it's hating on certain aspects of things and people call it like oh it's just jokes but it's like you know those jokes come from a place of you actually believing that no matter how much you try to kid everyone else and yourself you know that you actually believe that at least somewhat yep but and and then so there's those groups of people that like i'm actively speaking out against yeah that like obviously hate on certain things but i find that for the most part most of the people that i meet and interact with are psyched and and the the haters are never gonna say anything to you in person anyways they never will it just doesn't hands, man they'll yep. hate on they'll hate on you know hate on social media and then if you see them in public they hide their hands you know the loudest booze come from the cheapest seats yep i heard babe ruth <laughs> said that i don't know if he actually did but i heard it and and it's the absolute truth so so as far as bmx as a culture goes i mean i i still make like edits and make videos of just the writing and thing and they get shared on most of the bmx media pages Oh, cool. I just think there's a certain few people in the actual industry of BMX that don't like the fact that some of my opinions might threaten their like thoughts and the way they do yeah. things and, and certain things like that. So for the most part, though, even then, BMX, the owners of a lot of different companies, I'm friends with a lot of different owners of companies. Like in that whole story I talked about with that part that I had a part hand yeah. in. The first company that licensed technology, the owner of that company directly reached out to me and sent me one as a gift. And then let, like he did that knowing that I was going to make videos about it before even he could like his company could make videos about it. Mm, and, okay. and then there's there's other things like that. And I'm there's a lot of company owners that I'm friends with and I'm and people within the industry that are I've come to call like good friends. So. I would say as a whole, things are positively represented. And and I also, I don't have the same kind of YouTube channel a lot of people have in the world where it's like people are putting on a show. They're yeah, putting on yeah. a personality. They're putting on a persona. Yeah. And and that's totally fine. I mean, that's been the way that's of the world forever. That's, yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's, it's, they're, making, they're making things for the sake of entertainment. Yeah. Whereas what I'm doing... Yes, it might be for entertainment, but what I'm doing is just documenting. When I go to the skate park with my friends, we're always having a good time. We're always doing things and pushing each other and having fun and laughing and whatever. I'm just documenting that and then making videos out of it and putting it on the internet. So, like, yeah, I, I'm kind of just like making a documentary more so than uh, than anything else versus like all right, we're going to go out and this is what we're doing today for the sake of doing it. Mm. So uh, I, 
I feel like I'm. I feel like people might be able to connect with that a little bit better because it's like, oh, this is just like when I go out and ride bikes with my friends. Exactly, and you're, like I said, you're, you're you're documenting your life, you're documenting what you love to do, and you're helping people. So you can't lose with that. You can't lose with that, man. You're on your way. You're on your way. Thank you. I appreciate you. it. Yeah, sure. I'm stoked that we could have this conversation too, and just hopefully educate some people who would have never ever like encountered bmx before yeah. and i feel like like i was i mean it's like tooting my own horn but i feel like i'm a good like person to kind of relay that message because rather than it just being one-sided and like oh this is what's cool about bmx i'm like right. i'm giving you the whole damn thing. thing like yeah you everything you, and you can pick which part of it that you like which is yeah. the way that it should be Yes, and thank you for that. That's what I said. I, I like for my guests to be transparent. You've been that. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, this has been great, man. And very educational. I've learned a lot. I'm telling you that right now. So I know anybody watching that who has no idea about BMX and has any inkling of interest in it, they're going to find it educational and informative. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you for you know just Absolutely. taking the time out. Like I said, you don't know me from anyone um but you're willing to come on here man and and share your story and we've had a really good conversation yeah and i i guess with all these types of things that i do i like to leave it on a note of even if you're not interested in bmx whatsoever like if you heard the things that i talked about today and you recognize the nuance that exists within the bmx world recognize that every single thing out there that people enjoy doing has that exact same amount of nuance if you like throwing darts yeah literally it exists in darts i don't know if it exists in darts but i guarantee it does it does no matter what it is and, and no matter what you might be interested in if you find something like that and you dig deeper there's probably a youtube channel about it there's probably a blog somewhere something where you can learn about it and get involved and then the most important part of any of it is like you find that thing that you like because you like it is being yourself in the process because yes. that is what takes people to the next level and things. That's why Joe Rogan is the giant biggest podcast that will ever exist because yep. he literally was himself for 10 years, even when he's interviewing these huge movie stars or something. Yeah marine yes. Navy seal like he's yes. still the exact same person same guy he's not trying to dress it up he's just himself you know it, it's just genuine is you know what i mean you get some people who they get in front of these big movie stars or whatever whoever has a name or whatever and, and they try to dress it up you know and they try to make it so like precise and pristine you know what i'm saying it's no just people try to talk. try to really uh What's the word I'm looking for? It starts with C. They're trying to uh, like be in control of every single aspect of themselves yeah. that gets put out there. So much so that they might not be themselves in the process. And what I'm getting at is just being, no matter what you're doing in life, just being yourself in that and being true to yourself, no matter what people think about it, will take you further than anything short of lying cheating and stealing your way to the top pretty much yeah and you know what i you know what i what i um i focus on and you know i haven't interviewed a lot of celebrities anything like that you know I've, some people they have some status and stuff like that and you know, they're known and all that 
Um, but like I said, I, I don't want to discredit any of my guests either. All my guests have been phenomenal um, in what they do in their fields. But I'm saying like, I just try to humanize everyone. I don't care about your status. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how much money you have. We're going to have a genuine down to earth conversation, human being to human being. You know what I'm saying? All that other stuff, throw it out. Yep. Tell me about what you got going on, your career, you know, give us some gems. Let's talk about your struggle, talk about your journey, talk about your triumphs, your successes as a human. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's what it is. At the end of the day, we're kind of all humans. <laughs> You're not getting away from it. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, you know, no one's on a pedestal with me, man. It's just, hey, we're here and we're going to have a good time. And that's what it is. Absolutely. So, on that note, I appreciate that too, man. That, that was well said, well put too. Uh, everybody, thank Brant Moore for coming on here for just, uh, man, enlightening us. And definitely check him out on Instagram. It's Brant underscore Moore. It's right there on the lower third. You can see that. I have links and uh, to all of his, to, I have links actually to his Instagram and to all of his affiliates that he works with in the wow. description as well. Um, I got his YouTube down there. So you go check out his videos. He has a plethora of uh, videos, tricks, all that, man. And he's doing good stuff on his YouTube channel. Like you said, he's there. He's educating. He's enlightening. And he's just showing love, you know. So y'all check him out. Thank you so much, man, for coming out, hanging out with your boy. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, yeah, dude, uh, thank you for hitting me up. Like you said earlier, I don't know you from anywhere. You just randomly hit me up and yeah. I was like yes I just yes why would I ever say no to that so I appreciate that and I think we've had a really really good conversation absolutely and keep in touch man hit me in the DM whatever I'm around I'll <laughs> be supportive you know what I'm saying yeah yeah sure. absolutely definitely hey everyone want to thank you for guys for tuning in uh, whether you're catching the live or you're catching this on replay thank you for tuning in I really appreciate it here every Tuesday night 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at 10 p.m. You never know who I might have. People like Brent Moore, man. I'm telling you. Come on now. Uh, make sure you hit us up on Instagram. He's Brent underscore Moore. I'm Cool Car. Cool with a K. Car with a K. Subscribe. Whatever you like to do. Share it. Just spread the love, guys, man. Until next time, peace and love. We're going to ride this thing on out with Brent riding on a track. And then, you know, we out of here, man. Have a good night. See guys. ya. See ya. Peace. On your mark. Get set. Go. <sighs> You just don't go anywhere.